I'm sure many of us know someone, if not you, who's felt uncomfortable talking about religion and money or just have feelings of shame or guilt about it. Welcome to Yahweh's Money, a podcast where we discuss the crossroads or intersections of religion and money. We're going to go deep into topics like tithing and saving and debt and so much more from the religious view. I'm your host, Shay Cook, CEO and founder of Crusaders for Change, LLC, and our co-host is Vanessa McNally, one of our financial counselor coach educators. Let's talk about God and money. Hey, y'all, welcome to Yahweh's Money, the crossroads of religion and money. And I'm Shay Cook, and I'm one of your hosts, as you heard in the introduction. This is our first episode. We're super excited to be with y'all today. I am the CEO and founder of Crusaders for Change. We provide financial counseling, coaching, and classes for those who are ready to get out of debt, improve their credit, save, and much, much more. I am in Odenton, Maryland right now, but I've been raised, as I always say, all around the world. I am a military brat, child. My dad was in the Army and also a military spouse. My husband was in the Air Force. So welcome to our first episode. And I am Vanessa McNally. I am one of the coach uh, slash counselor slash educators with Crusaders for Change. I currently live in Warner Robins, Georgia right outside one of the air bases. And I've lived a little bit of everywhere as well. I say I'm a Southern nomad. Um, I've lived all over the world. Super thankful for that. But I did grow up in Georgia uh, in the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains. So if you hear some of my country come out, that's probably going to happen later. But uh, super glad to be here and excited for this. And we definitely want to hear that country come out, Vanessa. So <laughs> I'm a Northern girl, but I've, I was in Georgia as one of my many uh, stations that my dad was in. So I'm so happy to be here with you today. But Talk about, we're going to talk about so much on this podcast today. Um, and one of them is just how our faith was growing up. And I grew up as a Catholic. Um, I it, When I think about it, I'm like, wow, I can't believe I was, you know, I grew up in that world, even though I'm a Christian still. Uh, but then later on in life, I became a Baptist and then just became non-denominational. Because I just, when I was studying religion in college, I just really was a believer in all religions, honestly. And I just felt like I still believed in Christ, um, but I wanted to just be non-denominational. But um, I believe in all religions and I just can't wait to talk about money and religion on this podcast today. Yeah, you know, and I grew up Southern Baptist. Uh, where I'm from, there were two options. There was Baptist or Methodist. And that's really the only options uh, that we had in the area I was in. But just like Shay, I went to uh, college. I studied religion as well. And it was so nice to see that there were more options out there and to kind of see where you fit into that picture. I think a lot of us, we just kind of have to figure out which section kind of goes with our beliefs and what we you know, truly believe. Um, a lot of us are kind of put in that position where we grow up in a, in a situation where that's all we know, um, which is where I was at. Uh, but then same thing, kind of went to non-denominational, um, still see myself as a Christian, but I think there's, there's parts of every type of religion um, that I can see myself in. Yeah, same here. And I love you using intersection as part of that introduction, because that's what we're going to be looking at, the intersection of religion and money in this podcast from episode to episode and how that relates and looking at the good and the bad and all of that. So I'm excited about that. But really, that's why we started Yahweh's Money. This was um, given to me back two years ago at the beginning of the pandemic that you know I needed to start talking about money and religion because this is a faith-based business. And and just really excited to see what 
all religions, all people, all intersections of religion and money and personality and people and human beings and what do they think about money and religion. So I'm just super excited to talk about that. And if you were to ask me, who should listen to Yahweh's Money? Anybody and everybody. Um, I would definitely say that this is a podcaster for or podcast for non-podcasters. Um, it's something that everybody can find a little bit of themselves in. And we're going to ask some of those questions and talk about some of those topics that you're afraid to ask and talk about. Um, I think a lot of us, you know, we see that one-sided view. So it's going to be awesome to explore all the different views and just kind of see where this leads. Yeah. And so let's talk about that crossroad, that intersection of religion and money and what it looks like, you know, from the positive that might be, you know, how you serve, what you serve your community, serve your, your church or religious institution. You know, how do you sustain that religious institution, whether it's providing funding and leadership and how did that, you know, intersection there, even inside of the religious institution, what does that look like when you're talking about money? Um, when you're in a leadership role in those institutions, you know, there might be some issues there or not um, that you you need to discuss. And, you know, especially everybody, even though we have a a global understanding of Christianity or whatever, Muslim and Hinduism, Buddhism, you know, internally, there might be some things going on based on how you were raised, you know, and your mindset about money or traumas around money. And that bringing that religious religion in might interfere with how do you feel about money. So I think that is definitely that intersection right there. Okay, go girl, Shay, you just explained that very well now. <laughs> and so, you know, but the negative might be conflicts, you know, and the shame and the guilt. And, you know, you're seeing your, your religious leader having that BMW, Mercedes, you know, that Tesla. And you're like, wait a minute, but oh, dude over here, he got a little hoopty. And I don't understand why that's fair or whatever. There, That's an intersection as well. Do they deserve it or not? Do you believe in prosperity or not? You know, so there's many different intersections with money and religion that we can have conversations about. And I'm excited to have our guest on throughout different episodes to discuss that. Um, but Vanessa, you have any more to add to that? Yeah. I mean, you know, religious institutions as a whole, they provide so many amazing services and they have to fund those in some way, form or fashion. So I think that's definitely a positive that religion as a whole uh, can kind of support all these functions that, you know, as one person, we can't do ourselves. So that's definitely a positive that we can look at, you know, at all these different um, intersections as well. And then, you know, like you said, growing up in in the environment where, you know, if you're a pastor, if you, you know, work in that industry, are you allowed to have nice things? That's something I've seen so often. Uh, and there is shame with that. You know, should you be able to Enjoy the finer things in life while you're serving. Um, so these are going to be some interesting topics to talk about with our experts, and I'm super excited too. Yeah, me too. And I, I just want to add on to that. You know, it's just growing up, I've seen a lot of people, their, their negative feelings around it. You never really hear the positive around it, at least not in my experience. And I would have loved to feel that way, that it's okay to have nice things in life and still serve God or whoever you serve from the religious and, you know, um, standpoint, um, it just, it was always shame and it was always guilt. And, 
You know, when you had to, when they were passing around the plate, <laughs> you know, I know we're going to get into that and tithing and all that. You know, there was guilt if you put, you put dollars in and if you didn't put a certain amount in, if you didn't write a check, I think Vanessa and I were talking about getting the envelopes in the, in, in the mail back in the mm-hmm. day, because they were like, you're going to, you know, that's the kind of, um, the push technique that they gave you to make ensure that you paid your tithes every Sunday, you know, let's, we're going to send you 52 envelopes every year and you need to make sure you use all 52 and you get to the halfway in the year and you're like, Oh shoot, I still got 30 envelopes and we're already into 48 <laughs> weeks of the year. Right. So you're like, Oh no, exactly. I'm feeling a certain way. Or, or like, don't you put any of that money in the plate that jingles? Like really, if only I have 50 cents to give you, I'm giving you 50 cents, you know, but I, I mean, I'm just saying, so it's, it's, you know, it was always shame around, and in, from my perspective, I'm sure this is not everybody's experience, but that's my experience growing up. So, you know, at, for a while, I stepped away away from the church because I just felt so much shame and I have so many experiences that were not good. I had to take a couple years away from the church. I still spent time with the Lord, um, but just being around human beings sometimes and all of the the crap that comes with, you know, being around, it's beauty that comes around being around human beings, but sometimes there's just like, you need a break. Um, so yeah, that's my experience. Yeah. And, you know, Shay, I think we had very similar experiences. Uh, You know, I stepped away for a little while as well, just because I had some negative experiences. Um, And I was just kind of figuring out who I was. I think a lot of us in our early 20s, you know, for a long time, we've been who we were told to be. You know, we followed in, you know, the elders, our family. You know, I was very fortunate that I had grandparents that lived near me. And even though my parents didn't go to church on Sundays, every Sunday morning, my grandparents would come and pick me up. And for the longest time, my grandfather drove the church van and he would come and get me first. And we had this little ritual we would do every week. Um, We would go over Thrill Hill and I would sit on the back bumper and he would go really fast over the hill. (laughs) And that was kind of our moment together, Uh, you know, just for us to have this moment of freedom and and bonding. Uh, But he's taught me so much about money and, you know, how to give and how to do it with a joyful spirit. But I'm I'm really excited to talk about all these topics and kind of see how we've been shaped throughout the years based off of people that we've been around. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. And you're right. In the early mm-hmm. 20s and then 30s, yeah, I was definitely finding myself. But towards my later 30s, I was like, you know what? I really do want to be a part of a church community. I love the fellowship. Um, I love my women's groups that I'm in right now. Such great relationships. But also, I need to give back more than just time. I need to give money. So, you know, I've struggled with how much that percentage is. I know a lot of Christians say 10%, which we'll have a whole episode on that. But I just, you know, really struggle with that. So I give as much as I can. It's a significant amount. But sometimes I have to cut back because I got other responsibilities, you know. So, but it does feel good to be able to give that, you know. But then brings more shame because you get a tax credit every year for it. And I'm like, no. And then I start thinking, well, are people using this to, you know, lower their bottom line, adjust their, their, uh, you know, their tax, uh, adjustable tax income or whatever the word is. I'm mixing up that uh, phrase right now. But I, you know, I just, yeah. So there is shame around that too, because I'm like, do people contribute a lot to the churches and to these nonprofits because mm-hmm. they care or because they're trying to get a tax deduction? So, you know, that's the kind of stuff that goes through my head is I don't know if it's because I'm a financial counselor, but have you ever experienced that? Definitely. And then, you know, my other question is, what if the, you know, the church, the institution is spending money in a way that you don't believe in or you don't agree with or they're overspending in your mind? 
Um, you know, I know some churches, they have mortgages, you know, that are multi-million dollar mortgages, uh, you know, and do we need that? Do we agree with that? Do we feel like this is something that, you know, we should be a part of? Um, you know, I know as myself, I want to sit down and have a conversation because I want to spend everybody else's money the same way I would spend my money. And that's very, you know, frugally. Um, and some other people don't see it that way. So, you know, there's so many things that um, churches, institutions, religion, you know, they fund. But what happens when you don't agree with the way they're funding things? And that's so, so important. There's just, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So much to talk about. <laughs> and that's important to me because actually when, mm-hmm. I, when I was choosing my last church that I'm in, now they've consolidated with another church. But uh, you know, I was like, I want to see the financials. I want to see what you're doing with the people's money, you know? And so I pulled those up and pulled that information up and looked at it and saw that they were giving more to the community. Of course, they had to pay their staff and they had a building and everything, but they were giving more to the community, which was very important to me. I want to see outreach from a church that I'm involved in. So, and I want to see the money going towards that outreach because we're supposed to be spreading the word of God. And if it's just staying in the building, that's a problem. So <laughs> I want to make sure that we, my money's going to following what God said in the work. Um, so that that's super important to me as well. But um, yeah, some of these people or churches or religious institutions that have these big bills and stuff, I think there needs to be more people involved in a board or whatever that looks at a community involvement or the congregation involvement um, and making those decisions. But either way, I could go so deep into that. I really... <laughs> I have a lot to say about a lot of things, yeah. and that's why I think it's good to have a podcast, you know, to have these conversations. So. Definitely. Well, you know, and I'm really excited to talk about tithing and see, you know, what these leaders feel tithing should cover mm-hmm. and control. You know, what is the extent of tithing versus giving in addition to? Uh, you know, is outreach part of your tithing or is it part of the extra gift? Mm. So these are some really good questions that I'm excited to have answered. That's great. And what about our clients and the people that we help, you know, what kind of experiences have you seen, Vanessa, and I can share as well, you know, from the religious standpoint, when we're helping our clients 101 and military setting, which I've had a lot of conversations (laughs) about religions in those settings, um, or even just, you know, in group counseling or coaching, what have you seen from there? I think, I think one of the biggest things that I have seen is the shame that we've talked about a little bit, you know, when you don't have enough money to feed your family that week, but it's so ingrained in you that you tithe 10%. And you find yourself in this position where, okay, I can't do both or I can't do both well, I guess is the bigger the, the bigger option at that point. Um, but just the shame and not being able to see that there are other ways uh, that sometimes it doesn't have to just be money. It doesn't, it can be your time. It can be, you know, you taking time out of your day, which would cost somebody else, you know, $25 an hour or whatever that may be, uh, because your time is valuable as well. And just being able to have those conversations and help people see that they're, you know, we're so used to seeing this one route, you know, this one straight line. But sometimes, you know, there's other ways to get there and you're still helping, you're still doing that. But I think a lot of times it's just people not being able to fully fund, you know, tithe and take care of their families and that shame that's around that. That is so true. My my mind goes to my first time being a financial counselor officially working for the army back in the early 2000s and not even wanting to address 
religious contributions, tithing, however was annotated on the budget, I would literally skip that line. I was like, I'm not going to say anything to these people. That is not my place to say to you, why are you spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on this when you can't even afford your house, electricity, food, car, all, you know, pay off your debt, whatever it might be. Um, I would literally not even touch that line. I was just like, oh, I'm not going to say anything. That is not my place. Well, fast forward almost 15, 20 years later, I'm like, oh, I'm all up in that. I'm like, are you sure you can afford this? You know, I mean, I'm just telling like it's kind of person now because I'm more comfortable or wiser, you know, more time has passed for me. I'm just like, all right, let's have a conversation about these ties <laughs> because you, I mean, you got a thousand dollars here, but then you're negative at each month. I don't understand how we're doing this. So I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. If I, mm-hmm. I don't know why. I, I guess I kind of explained why I feel like I can say something, but in the beginning, I just was so like, I wouldn't say scared. I just felt like it was none of my business. And I just need to move on to the next line. So now I do still see people struggling with that tithing, offering, religious uh, contribution. Um, and yeah, they just really struggle with that. So maybe during our episodes, we can have real conversations about that and figure out a better way to approach that, even as from a counselor coach perspective. Oh, definitely. And I think, too, it's one of those situations where, you know, we're not supposed to judge other people. Mm, yes, that's what it so, is. So, you know... Yep. Y- Yeah. Yeah. So you feel like, okay, this is not my place to judge, but as we know, you know, that if we know their background, we know, you know, which church they go to or which synagogue they go to. And we kind of know that background and we say, okay, well, we know that, you know, in their background, they're supposed to be tithing, but they're not. And other things are more important. Do we have those conversations? Well, you know, really it's not our place to judge, but I'm um, same thing like you, Shay. I think early on we're afraid to have those conversations. And then we see later on how those conversations help versus hurt our clients. And they help you to feel more comfortable with them and then more comfortable with you. And, you know, it's all about getting real and having these conversations and feeling comfortable um, in the no judgment zone. So totally agree with that. Yeah, the no judgment zone. We say that and then mm-hmm. we judge. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but that's so true. Trying not to judge, so to be mm-hmm. a true Christian, a true, just a good human being and not judge people <laughs> on that. But as a counselor, sometimes, it, it, not sometimes, all times it's hard to judge every, especially when you're going through a spending plan or a budget, however you want to call it. It's it's sometimes it's, I have to hold back on the judging. <laughs> when you're spending $1,600 on games on your Apple phone, I, I, I sometimes I'll be like, okay, let me move on. But I'm just going to point this out. Why do you have this here? But um, yeah, it's, it's hard. <laughs> and it's all about choices. Yeah. And, you know, we all make our own choices. Uh, but, you know, in the position we're in too, we're supposed to help make people make better choices, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I think that happens a lot with religion too. You know, you say you're going to do X, Y, Z, um, you, you do two of the three things and then you move on and you always forget to come back to that third item. So, you know, and I think that happens with tithing a lot of times too. We don't put it first. We don't, you know, put it ahead of things. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be so nice to have these conversations with people who have lived this life and have been in, in positions where they're the head of this and they've seen how tithing and money and religion kind of all intersect together and how they bring people closer together. They tear people apart. 
uh, I think we're going to see a little bit of everything. I agree. Well, that's a great segue onto what to expect on Yahweh's money moving forward, having real, real, real conversations about religion and money. Sometimes more about religion, sometimes more about money, but really just that looking at that crossroad, that intersection of both whatever it is, positive and negative, so many different topics from, you know, God's guidance, tithing, you know, generosity, giving. I mean, the list goes on. Relationships are huge. People, how they look at it, saving, retirement, all the money relationships. But how does that intersect with religion? If you're a religious person or not, you should definitely listen to this because I'm sure somebody in your life is struggling with that intersection of religion and money and having to make those hard decisions. Decisions. Those decisions can be very hard um, when you're trying to determine how you're going to spend your money and you have this obligation in your mind, deeply ingrained, as Vanessa has said before, that you have to give in some way or capacity. And does it always have to be money, though? So, you know, we can have those kind of conversations. What do you think, Vanessa? Totally. And I think it's going to be nice to see how different religions approach mm-hmm. that. And I think we're going to see a lot of similarities. Uh, you know, in the different religions, I think we're going to see this commonality that kind of comes together uh, on how religion approaches money. But we're also going to see the differences that make each religion special and unique as well. Uh, but yeah, I think we're going to see just a little bit of everything. I'm excited to see, um, you know, how other people interact with us and we interact with them and have these honest conversations. I'm excited to ask some questions. I know the 20-year-old Vanessa would not have felt comfortable asking questions. Uh, growing up, you know, we were always taught that you don't, you know, you don't question mm. God. So, you know, the the 41-year-old me says, nope, it's okay to ask questions. Uh, so I'm excited about that too, because I feel like it's going to be nice to to have some answers to something. And God wants us to question him. It's very clear in the word that, yeah. at least in the, the Bible, <laughs> I don't know about the other, you know, uh, religious um, text, if that's true. I'm, I'm sure it is um, from what I've learned and studied that he wants us to question him. How else are we going to learn and grow? But as like you said, you know, I grew up as you're seen and not heard. <laughs> now mm-hmm. I'm definitely want to be seen and heard. Hello. I don't got time to be just <laughs> looking at me. You need to hear me too. And so I'm excited to be heard, but also to listen to what everybody else has to say about this topic. Yeah. So super excited about future episodes. Hopefully everybody will listen and will share Yahweh's money, the crossroads of religion and money's podcast with everybody. On our next episode, we will be talking to Dr. Troy Muhammad about God's guidance on money. He is a Muslim. He has so much experience. We'll talk about him on our next episode, but we're excited to talk to him and uh, Reverend Mitchell Tall on our next episode. And we got a whole lineup of different guests that are coming up, um, as well as Reverend Monica Ledford. She's going to talk to us well uh, moving forward. And guys, we would love to hear from you. We would love to hear your questions, your comments. Uh, Yahweh's money is not just about us. It's about you too. So we'd love to hear from our listeners. Uh, Hit us up. Let us know your thoughts, different topics we can talk about. You can always email us at Yahweh's at crusadersforchange.org. Thank you for listening to this episode of Yahweh's Money. We hope you enjoyed our deep dive into the crossroads of religion and money. If you have any questions or suggestions of topics you would like to hear us tackle, please email us at Yahweh at crusaders4change.org. 
Also, we would love to hear your feedback on today's episode. So please leave us a review and remember to subscribe to our podcast. To hear all of Yahweh's Money's latest episodes, please visit us at www.crusaders4change.org or wherever podcasts are found. God bless.